everybody. Welcome to the Media Book Podcast. Today is Wednesday, October 21st, 2020. This is episode 250. Yes, you heard right. This is it. We've we made it to episode 250, 250. Damn, I thought it was going to be next week. No, it's oh. this week. It's today, episode 250 of the Media, Media Book Podcast. If you don't know what we are, welcome. And the Media Book Podcast is a podcast about media. Movies, television, video games, and music, not necessarily in that order. Yes, my name... can... oh, Go ahead. <laughs> I jumped to you. <laughs> 250 episodes that we uh, still can't get this right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you almost. I have to say your name first and then you can speak. Yes. I, have to, I have to let you, I have to give you permission. Yes, yes, please give me permission. <laughs> my name is Matt, his name is Mike. I'm Mike. He's Matt, and unlike it says in most of your podcaster, podcaster catching feeds, we are not a boat podcast, even though <laughs> boat is in our name, and it tries to clump us with it. We are not a boat podcast. Who says we're a podcast about boats? Uh, because when you type in media boat podcast, it pulls up other boating podcasts before it gets to us. That's happened before. That's not new, but that's yes. funny still. It's still funny. It's still it funny. Will, it'll never not be funny. Um, so, we always start the show with movies. We usually start the movies with the box office, and believe it or not, there is somewhat of a box office this week. Throw huge quotes around box office here, because as we listed last week, there was new releases the past two weeks? Sort of. And that includes our number one movie this week with $4.1 million, Honest Thief. Yes, Liam Neeson stealing $4.1 million. Yes. Followed by number two, The War with Grandpa, which we also talked about last week, coming in at $2.5 million. That's sitting at 7.2 domestic, because that's been out a few weeks ago. Uh, last week, it was number one, and about $5 million for that. So your top two uh, films are making $11 million. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not, not too bad? That, that good? It's a pandemic. Uh, number three is Christopher Nolan's own Tenet, still laying on there with $1.6 million, adding to a modest $50 million domestic total. The real reason we're doing box office right now. Oh boy, 50. That's probably not even close to its budget. No, but this is domestic totals. Yeah. This is week, what, four? Yes. Yikes. No, week seven. Week seven. How did that? How did how did seven weeks pass? Uh, for some reason, it says week seven. I believe. Online. I mean, you're probably right. It's probably right. That just release seems... date September third. Yeah, time, man, time goes quick. Uh, and your number four and five might sound familiar because they are not new movies. <laughs> they are re-releases, theatrical re-releases. That but they are holiday movies. movies. Yes, just for just in time for Halloween, the Nightmare Nightmare Before Christmas, which is not a Halloween movie, it is a Christmas movie. Let me be clear: one point three million dollars in Hocus Pocus with seven hundred fifty thousand dollars. So, if you have kids and you want to take them to some the, the theatrical Halloween entertainment, check your listings at the drive-in, or check your Disney Plus because it might be there. Actually, I think both of them are on Disney Plus. I know Hocus Pocus is on there because I watched it there. There you go. It's still bad. 
it's probably not it's good. Campy. It's very campy for it's not aged well, even though they are making a Hocus Pocus too. Yeah. But that is not in our news segment. I guess As it is. Uh, no, it is not in our news segment. <laughs> what, uh, uh, bro, well, I'll just say because I, I name dropped it. Before we get to the news sec- section, though, we do have a few new releases of sorts. <laughs> At least you have new releases down here. I don't know if they're actually coming out or not. Uh, let me see here real quick. That answer is no, those are not coming out. Okay, well, I will skip that then. Wait, sorry, only one. It is The Empty Man. It's getting a yep, wide release yeah. from 20th Century Studios. Okay, what is what is it? Don't know. I'm guessing horror. I but also that... stars Stephen Root, the comedian. Sure. And okay. Joel Courtney. I don't know. Anyway, now we can talk about movie news and our first story here, which is about a new pitch program that actress Margot Robbie is promoting. Robbie? Promoted. Robbie? Past tense. Robbie? Promoting. Promoted. Sorry. Called the Lucky Exports Pitch Program. Co-founded by Margot herself, was designed to help women writers break into the action and franchise film market. It has seen a stunning 100% sales return on its six original pitches. Each of the six women writers in the room marked their first major sale following the workshop, all in the action or genre arena, and all with commitments for distribution. Starting in most cases with no more than a logline or title, the writers work together with guidance from their patrons and guest speakers to help break story and develop pitches for their original action ideas. Almost all projects were sold in a week-long roadshow to major buyers across the industry. Buyers included Warner Brothers, Universal, New Line Cinema, Sony, and Blumhouse. They all purchased the scripts, and I think all of them are going to be feature films except for one, which will turn into a TV series. That's great. I mean, pitch programs are always weird because, like, they are either, like, super successful or you never hear anything about them. Mm-hmm. And so it's good to hear of one that was not only successful, but successful for almost everybody involved. And right. Get- and it's successful for all women writers, too, in an action right. genre. Right. Exactly. And you don't, you haven't traditionally seen a lot of, um, a lot of scripts written by women in uh, action films. So, yeah, no, I'm excited to see what comes out of this. Right, and this is twofold because not only are these scripts sold, but they have distribution deals attached to them, meaning they will get made within the next year or two. That's good. I mean, now the production has ramped up enough, I guess mm-hmm. that can now start on some of these projects, which is good. Yep. All right, our second story moving on is also about films in the future, which you've gathered in a little section we like to call Future Films Bits. Yeah, so these uh, are all production-related. So yeah. we're not going to see them necessarily soon, but they are in the pipeline, which is key. Yes, so they're coming, but we don't know when. First up, media boat favorite Michael B. Jordan and his Outlier Society production company will join Warner Brothers in bringing Static Shock to the big screen. If you're a millennial around our age, you will remember Static Shock as a WB kids cartoon in Saturday mornings. Um, I did not watch it personally. Did you watch Static Shock? I watched Static Shock uh, as the animated series. I loved it. It originally started as a Black-only comic book uh, company as a part of DC, which DC then swallowed up and became a part of them. And Static Shock was the one character that came out of there to have success. 
and ultimately brought into the DC fold in 2008. Yes, I remember hearing that he's just now a recurring character in that universe, which is pretty mm -hmm. rad. Like, that's pretty cool that they're able to include him in the in the universe. But yeah, I think this is great. I don't see why not. Like, why not make this movie? You need more movies with black superheroes. Michael B. Jordan is a perfect person to bring on the project. Right, and as we as we will call back to when we discussed Michael B. Jordan's establishing uh, this production company, that it will mainly focus on bringing social awareness and empowerment to the Black community. Yeah, makes sense. In other bits, we have Justin Lin, who is in post-production on Fast 9, F9 as it's being called, is also in, in talks to direct the final two installments of the Fast saga, and finally bring it to a close after 20 years of franchise history. So two more after nine, so 10 and 11. So it ends after 11, right? So I think instead of doing 10 and 11, you do part one and part two, FX1 and FX2. Oh, that's smart, that's smart. Except there are already movies called FX1 and FX2. So <laughs> you can do that, but you can say Fast X, Fast and Furious X part one, Fast and Furious X part two or something like that. Right. I mean, I, I assume that's not going to be two separate movies. That'll just be a part one, part two, kind of like Infinity War and Endgame. That would, yeah. um, end that would make a I lot of sense. I would say because that was the original script, but yeah. it's Endgame. No, that would make a lot of sense. But um, the question, of course, is when we'll see Fast 9 and two, how Fast 9 leaves our characters is whether it would make sense. To Here's develop. what you do. You go, you call the first one FX, and then you do the last one be Fast Forever. <laughs> or Fast colon See You Again. No, too soon. Fast Family. Fast Family. It's about family. <laughs> anyway, in other bits, let's keep rolling on these bits. In Marvel news, Spider-Man 3, that would be the, not that Spider-Man 3 that you're thinking of, <laughs> a third Spider-Man after Far From Home, Homecoming and Far From Home, uh, is currently shooting in New York. Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness is expected to start shooting after that. And now plans are underway to start shooting Thor Love and Thunder starting in January. So the Marvel machine is back up and running. Yep, uh, Liam Hemsworth tweeted, not tweeted, Instagrammed a photo of him and Taika Waititi doing a script table read. Yeah. Uh, so that production is underway and on schedule. I'm not sure if the schedule shifted for Marvel. I assume it did. But according to the new schedule, it should be on schedule. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll see. Um, now, whether or not that's theatrically released or not is going to be the big question mark, because as we mentioned last last uh, episode, Disney has now completely restructured. So who knows with a focus on streaming. So who knows if big tentpole theatrical releases are even their priority even more. Anyway. Right. But do note that Black Widow is scheduled for a theatrical release. Therefore, I think Marvel films under the Marvel contract means they have to be theatrically released existing contract i want to know the when the new with where the cutoff is and where right. that be interesting to see all right next up in these bits craig robinson andy sandberg and common 
are producing and starring in an action comedy called Super High at New Line Cinema. Super High is being described as exactly what it sounds like, a superhero movie where smoking a special strain of weed gives superpowers to the smoker. Yes. I hope that Andy Samberg is the superhero because that would fit, I feel. Yes. This would be an interesting sequel to Sky High. <laughs> or How High. <laughs> hey, it, it completes the trilogy. Yeah. How With, high. of course, Your Highness being the one off. <laughs> God. Uh, you reminded me that Your Highness existed. Thank you for that. And lastly in our bits, we had a reveal trailer for Disney's Raya and the Last Dragon today with a March 2021 release date for theaters. That looks pretty cool. It's Raya, not Raya. Raya, Raya, whatever. I didn't watch it with sound on, okay? I was <gasps> How could you? I was working. <laughs> anyway. Uh, but yeah, um, this looks cool. I yes, uh, as most people have pointed out, it looks like Avatar, Legend of Korra. You can not, see not not shocking, seeing as they have the same influences. Yeah, like exactly. You have to think about like where is actually that coming from because that's probably what they're like the the, the kind of the folklore kind of angle is probably mm-hmm. what they're working on there. Right. So but looks good, and they put in theaters into the. Uh, the trailer, so we'll see. We'll see. That's a big we'll see, I think. Yeah, it is. All right, that's it for movie news. I understand you watched a movie this week. I watched a movie because I did not intend to watch a movie. I mean, it says you watched a movie, but I'm not really sure. This could also be interpreted as you just stared up at the sky for a little bit. Could be, because uh, I'm talking about Clouds, the new what? movie from Disney Plus, although it is not from Disney. Okay. This is a Warner Brothers produced film okay. that somehow Disney is distributing through Disney Plus. Sure. I don't know. There's been weirder stuff. It's called a Disney Plus original, but produced from Warner Brothers. I mean, <laughs> speaking of weird deals, just real quick as an aside. So talked about Ted Lasso last week. Ted Lasso is a similar kind of complicated origin story. So it's based on characters from NBC Sports, but it's a Warner Brothers production, but it's an Apple TV Plus exclusive. <laughs> Makes yeah. you think. So yes. Anyway, so yes, Cloud is similar, it sounds like. Yes, Cloud is similar in that. And also Cloud is based on a true story, which I do not remember ever happening. Clouds do not actually happen. Clouds do exist, so I believe this is a true story. Yeah, but this is based off a song called Clouds which came out in 2013, 2012, and apparently was big enough to chart in the billboards, yet I do not have a memory of this. I don't know. Hmm. I don't know for sure. So, Clouds Fall is uh, the story of Zach Sobek, who was a high schooler who was diagnosed with bone cancer, and instead of wallowing in self-pity, decided to reach for his stars and potential and create an album with his best friend who got which they got signed to a record deal and basically chronicles his final year Hmm. as he wrote a song got signed to a major label the song blew up and charted in the billboard 
before he died in the following year or the following spring. Yeah, no, I've not heard of this either, but guess it happened. Well, the director heard of it because the director is the same director who did a short story about Zach Sobeck when he was still alive in his final year. Okay. And then that director who did the short documentary on it went in to do some acting and now decided to pick this up as, or at least sold the idea and pitched it to a full feature film. And that's how we get clouds. But going back to the actual story, this thing is pretty powerful. The guy knows how to direct. Um, uh, The big star and the big name is Nev Campbell. Mm -hmm. You have to pull a lot of your, of your basically unknown actors. And boy, did he do that because there are several times where I dropped my phone, looked up and just stared at the screen. Like, let me watch this scene play out. You have captured my attention. You have brought a tear to my eye. That's some of the powerful acting you get out of this and something that you don't get a lot because after this was done, it auto uh, recommended the other can't I have cancer film fault in our stars also on Disney plus makes sense and so I said hey let's watch this and compare it oh no don't do that oh I did <laughs> let's compare it to a theatrically released film starring Shailene Woodley and clouds is better yeah thank you yeah um well, mainly because well, mainly because Clouds has an active protagonist, which I like in a film, where your main character who has cancer does not try and be defined by it, but rather pushes through it and is active throughout the film and drives the film. Whereas with The Fault in Our Stars, Shailene Woodley has cancer, but is constantly pulled everywhere to do stuff and is a passive protagonist. Whereas I like active protagonists who actively do stuff and actively grow. So it's definitely a film worth checking out if you have Disney Plus. Obviously, it's a stream it. (laughs) Yes. But I would say if I saw this in theaters, I would not be disappointed. I would probably be telling people to go watch it. Cool. Do you think in an alternate universe where different deals were being made because there wasn't a pandemic, this would have gotten a theatrical release? I believe so. I believe this also would have been that little indie unknown that you tell your friends about to go watch. Yeah. And also, as this would have probably come out in August, as a late summer start of school release, it would fit right into that that cycle of, oh, everyone going into high school, go see this film. It's a film about high school, but also a film about life and how you should go for it, go for your reach for the stars and stuff. Yeah. And you saying that makes sense why Disney plus would actually seek this out for distribution mm-hmm. because it's kind of something in their wheelhouse. Yes. Okay. Well, cool. I'm glad it's good. Um, I was surprised how good it was. And I think because the director directed the original short doc yeah. knew what he was getting and knew what he wanted to get out of the actors, which is, hard to do when you're not personally connected to a source material right? and probably are very passive, like, oh, this is the best-selling book. Okay, I'll see what I can do rather than I've worked with the family. I've gotten to know the family through a documentary that I did. I can have them 
and work with the family to get exactly what an actual portrayal and actual real life is out of these characters and out of my actors. Yeah. It becomes less of an adaptation at that point and more of just like an experience kind of thing. Right. And I think that's actually a good word to describe it. It feels more like an experience as you watch it. Cool. Well, that's good. Any other movies before we move on? Uh, Like I said, I watched Hocus Pocus and it was very hokey still. (laughs) (laughs) You know, we're going through all the the Halloween classics right now, I'm sure. Uh, No, but it did make me look up the old classic uh, Disney Halloween stuff that would run on TV, if I could try and find it. Because that stuff scared me as a kid. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Um, We'll talk more about Halloween specials a little later. But first... It's time for television, which means we always start television with the sports corner. And sports are not only happening, they're going nuts right now. Uh, because if you are into baseball, the World Series is happening as we speak. Game two is airing right now between the Rays and the Dodgers. Dodgers took game one last night uh, after a real impressive showing towards the end there. Yep. Um and uh, but before that happened, let's talk about Will Smith. Not Will that Smith, w- the act, the act, no, no, not that not, Will Smith. Not that Will Smith. Also, not the tech writer Will Smith. Right. This is a third Will Smith. Technically, it's a third and fourth Will Smith. <laughs> yes, you're right. It's a third and fourth Will Smiths that are baseball players. So this is Will C Smith and Will D Smith. Yes, you could call them that. So. Explain what happened between these two Will Smiths on the diamond. All right. Riddle shortly. Will Smith homered off of Will Smith because Will Smith does Will Smith does. Yes. Uh, The long version is Will Smith, the catcher for the Dodgers, homered off of Will Smith, the pitcher for the Braves during the uh, NLCS uh, game seven. Yeah. And became the first... That was the first time that a pitcher, or the, that a player, homered off of a pitcher in the postseason with the same name. Yeah. It had been done in the regular season back in like the 1960s. Okay. Know. It's been a while since that's even come close to happening. A lot of people on my Twitter were saying that it was a very baseball thing to happen in <laughs> baseball, which I really appreciated. It's like, sure. Yeah, of course. Because <laughs> it reads like you hovered off of yourself, which is really Yes, yes it does. <laughs> it probably happened in baseball. Also, if you live in California and we're wondering why Will Smith was trending and yes, not that's that Will Smith, that's, that's why. Anyway, yes, as I mentioned, the Rays and the Dodgers are in your World Series. It's happening right now. Uh, uh, also, real fast fact. I have to pull this up because it was kind of insane. Okay. Uh, so, until the seventh inning of last night's game, game one, the Dodgers had base runners, or had at least one base runner in 23 straight innings. Wow. So, that's three games, roughly? Three full games of eight of a man reaching base for the Dodgers. Their, their offense is ridiculous. Yeah, just like watching that team, I'm like... So this is what good b- baseball looks like. You were huh? saying baseball, weren't you? I was going to say baseball. I've been thinking a lot about baseball because 
real quick baseball minute. Um, they killed God. <laughs> I'm not kidding. They just opened with that. So the Baltimore Crabs won their third championship at the end of last season. And the last couple of seasons, whoever wins the championship then goes into a boss battle against the peanut god and his shelled ones. Um, last time, the crabs failed to beat them. This time, or no, the, the shoe thieves, the Charleston shoe thieves, I believe, won the championship last, last season and failed to beat the shell, shelled ones. But this time, the crabs actually almost failed and then were replaced by these player, these deceased players that are called the Hall of, like, that are part of, like, Baseball's Hall of Fame. And they ended up defeating the peanut god and his shelled army. The Baltimore Crabs have ascended into the big leagues, which basically means you can't see them play, but on some other higher astral plane, they are still playing. And you can see their win-loss record. Last time I checked earlier today, their win-loss record was 1-59. So, one time. So they've only won once? Who are they playing? Who can say? Um... <laughs> They were replaced by a new team, the Tokyo Lift. So, baseball's gone international, people. They've brought in the Tokyo, the Tokyo yeah. Lifts. The Tokyo Lift. Um, baseball's ridiculous. It just keeps getting stranger and stranger. It's it's a strange thing. Uh, good thing we have actual baseball for a week because, as you mentioned, I'm going to segue right back into here. Almost over. Yep. Rays play Dodgers. Game two is tonight. Uh, unlike the previous series where they play the game straight day after day, this will be a normal World Series break. So they'll play two games, a day off, three straight games, a day off, and then two games, which means by next podcast, we will either have a World Series champion or they'll be playing game seven next Wednesday. I have a feeling after seeing last night's game, we will not have a game seven. It's <laughs> my guess. I'm gonna put that energy out. That that's kind of our hope. Yeah. because uh, going into a game seven anything goes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, as as the announcer always say, throw out your stat book. It's game seven. Anything goes. <laughs> All right, let's talk about other sports, why don't we? Because baseball is not the only thing that's happening in the sports world. The match three. That is the match colon three is how it should be heard. It's not written like that. but No, no, because it's written as the match three. Match three. The third, the match. Sure. With Phil Mickelson, Charles Barkley, Stephen A. Curry, and Peyton Manning is to raise money benefiting black colleges and university. It's golf, in case you hadn't figured that out. The match two... Last time the match occurred, raised twenty million dollars in COVID nineteen relief efforts. We right. talked about the match too. That yep, was because that was Phil and Tiger and Peyton yeah. and Brady. Brady, right? So yeah, get ready for the match three. Yep. More golf. Uh, for those who don't know, Stephen Stephen Curry uh, is an avid golfer and producer on Holy Moly. That's not golf. It's golf. <laughs> and Charles Barkley, infamous, yes. very infamous stutter shot in golf. <laughs> but also 
plays competitively against one of the most competitive players out there, yeah. Michael Jordan. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised Jordan isn't involved in this. Is that because he never gets out of that chair? No, it's because he would raise the stakes too much. Yeah, that's, that's true. He would. It would be become personal to him, <laughs> as, as he would say. He would raise twenty million on the course by himself against other players. Billion dollars a hole. What do you got? <laughs> it's like, hey, I just won an Emmy. Got money to spare. What do you want? What do you want? I'll put my Emmy up. I can sink this. Yeah. <laughs> Any other sports news before we move, in, move uh, on? NFL sports. Um, so no, but real quickly because it's not huge um, in NFL sports related news. The Tennessee Titans will not be receiving any fines or suspensions due to the investigation to the COVID. Rather, they're finding it's not player related, but personnel in the office. So they will be disciplining those people in the office and not penalizing the players or the team. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. They've done their investigation and they're done with it. And so that's what they found that it's personnel. So they're disciplining those people and not the team in general. Okay. And second, Fitzmagic is dead. Wait, hold on. What? Ryan Fitzpatrick, who yes. is three and three with the Dolphins, coming off of six touchdowns in two games, and a, a top ten fantasy quarterback uh-huh. is being benched by the Dolphins, so their number one draft pick, Tua Tangavaloa, can start. Not this week, because they're on bye week, but the following week. They've already declared him the starter. Why? (laughs) I don't know. This is literally, by the way, a plot that happened this season in Ted Lasso. (laughs) I'm not even kidding. Where where they benched a starter for the the rookie? Yes. Well, someone must be watching it, because (laughs) that is literally what's happening. (laughs) Just in there like, hmm, that's a good idea. (laughs) It's like, oh, that's how you tank a team. There's there's external <laughs> context in the show why this happens that maybe there is in real life too. I don't know, but it's interesting nonetheless. Well, going into the season, the Dolphins were projected to be one of the worst teams. Yeah, I mean... They are the... now one game out of first place in the AFC East <laughs> ahead of the Patriots. It's like, they're the Dolphins. Exactly. No one expected them to be good. But Fitzpatrick is good. He's been my fantasy quarterback and got me 20 points each week. There you go. That's good for a fantasy quarterback. Oh, so I see. That's why this is new is because you're directly affected by this. Oh, yes. I am directly affected by this because now I have to drop him and pick up another quarterback. Right. Right. Okay. Anything else in sports before we move on to television news? Because I'm excited to talk about these stories. Um, just more high ankle sprains happen. So just more injuries in football. Yeah, more injuries in football. News at 11. Everybody knows. Yep. <laughs> Typical. Typical. Take All right. waiver wires. Yes, always. It's a media boat podcast slogan. Check your waiver wires. No, our slogan is, <laughs> it's a business. <laughs> That's your slogan. I don't own that one. All right, let's talk about television news. And like I said, I'm looking forward to talking about these ones because we got some weird old stories. Right, so speaking of... It's a business. business. Well, guess what isn't a business anymore? It's Jeffrey Katzenberg's Quibi. Woo! Hey, it's not just his. It's also Mae Whitman's. Yeah, Meg Whitman, not Mae Whitman. Mae Whitman Whitman is the actress. (laughs) Meg Whitman is the HP exec, former HP exec. Yeah. 
Hey, remember when Meg Whitman ran for what? Would she run for governor of California or some shit years ago? I think it was governor. I think that Congress happened. Congress or president? Something. It was local. It was California. It was, a, it was an office. Yes, it was an elected official and got shot down immediately. Yeah, no. Anyway, Quibi. It's dead. What killed Quibi? Probably the pandemic. We but did. Let's talk about it. We, we did, collectively, yes. The short form streaming service from Jeffrey Katzenberg and Meg Whitman that raised $1.75 billion prior to launch will be shutting down after just seven months of operation. This past week, executives were exploring several strategic options, including raising more money or going public through a merger with a larger investment group or even a possible sale of the company, but I guess none of that came to be. Problems seem to arrive on a daily basis from a lack of traction to confusing marketing, a misunderstanding of how modern audience consume content, not to mention a pandemic that kind of shot their whole idea of watch shows on the go in the foot because nobody was going much of anywhere. And not to mention that their high payroll of paying these high actors like Kevin Hart to yes. star in specific Quibi related yeah. shows. Yes, and then on top of on top of that, production being grown to a standstill because of the pandemic as well. So mm -hmm. a lot of shows that were probably going to ramp up didn't have time. The site also lacked key features, including the ability to screenshot, interact via social media, and cast Quibi programming through AirPlay or Chromecast, two of the biggest ways to watch things from mobile devices on your television. In fact, it didn't even launch with the ability to watch on a television. It was phone only for a while there. Not only would subscribers have to value Quibi enough to pay the monthly fee, but also value it over every other app and opportunity offered on their phone. So, needless to say, right? Because you couldn't even text while you were watching it. It was just you had to watch Quibi if you were on it. So it's not all bad though, because hashtag free Rayshon won Quibi its first, last, and only Emmy Award. <laughs> they got one Emmy. One. Uh, I guess that Emmy is enough to mark an eye. In the <laughs> it's, it's, uh, a, it's a rarely shiny exclamation point at the end of Quibi. So yes, uh, rest in peace, Quibi, but really, who cares? Seven months, <laughs> $1.75 billion. That's a waste of a lot of money, I think, is that what that means. I mean, I could I, use $1.75 billion. Yeah, no, me too. Uh, I would love to waste 1.75 billion too. It'd be great. Like I said, like I said, a hashtag get media vote podcast 1.7 billion dollar challenge. Let's do it. Okay. Uh, anything story. else? I didn't, we just want to like cross yeah. our cross Quibi off. The list. Yeah, cross Quibi off. I mean, I didn't know anybody who was watching a Quibi show. Did you know anybody who was watching a Quibi show? There was nothing on Quibi to make me want to even look at Quibi. Actually, oh. no, there was one. There was one show that piqued our interest, and it was the Donald Sterling Clipper uh, uh, doc that was on Quibi. Okay. But that was literally it, and the, the discussion went, hey, I saw that on TV. We should watch that. That's interesting. Okay, cool. Let me explain to you what Quibi is and why, and why you have to sign up for yet another streaming service in order to watch this. 
yeah. oh, I have to sign up for another streaming service? No, thank you. Thanks. And that was the end of the Quibi discussion. Yep. I feel like a lot of Quibi discussions ended that way. All right. Let's talk about our second story here, which is, um, well, not great news for a lot of people. So it's the holidays. It's the holidays, almost, almost. I mean, Halloween is kind of the intro holiday. Then you get actual holidays like Thanksgiving and Christmas. Um, And, well, something that goes along with that are classic holiday television specials. And there are no classic holiday television specials, more classic than the Peanuts specials. So this, of course, includes The Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown, which airs every Halloween, Charlie Brown Christmas, which airs every Christmas, and the lesser ones like the Thanksgiving ones. Yeah, who cares? But those are the two big ones. It's there. It's there. It's a holiday special. Usually you see them on ABC or CBS or something around the same time as the holiday itself. Well, guess what? Neither of those, as well as these other specials, will be airing on television on the broadcast television, I should say, this year. Because the classic Peanuts specials, which have been airing on broadcast TV for literal decades, our entire lives, and Since prior, 1965. We'll soon have an exclusive streaming home on Apple TV+. Surprise! What's more, Apple says it's teaming with Wild Brain, Peanuts Worldwide, and Lee Mendelson Film Productions to produce new Peanuts holiday specials including ones for Mother's Day, Earth Day, and New Year's Eve. ABC has aired the specials over the past 20 years, having snatched them away from their original home on CBS back in 2000. That shows you how old I am. I literally just said on CBS sometimes, because I remember way back then uh, when it was on CBS. Apple's official press release announcing its deal for the specials only specifies that Apple TV Plus would be home to the specials, but says nothing about exclusivity. However, sources familiar with the deal say that the streamer will indeed have complete exclusivity, broadcast, and streaming. Great Pumpkin will stream outside of the TV Plus paywall from October 30th through November 1st, allowing anyone that goes onto the website, even without an Apple TV Plus account or device, to watch it. So this doesn't prohibit you from watching it for free. You still can. Similarly, a Charlie Brown Thanksgiving, again, one of the lesser specials, not really what hey. they eat popcorn. I don't know. I like the toast scene. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Super weird. What a weird, weird special. And and how they have Franklin there, but he doesn't have a line. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's great, right? Yes. Mm. Anyway, um, we'll debut on the Apple platform on November 18th and we'll be streaming free from the 25th, that's Thanksgiving, y'all, to the 27th. Apple said a Charlie Brown Christmas will begin streaming on December 4th and we'll have a free window from December 11th to December 13th, which is way early for Christmas. Right. As of now, ABC has usually would release their scheduled week in advance. There is no set time or set block of time set aside for Charlie Brown holiday specials. That's not saying they can include it later, or like the week of, but there is currently no set time. They are not scheduling it. They don't think it will happen. Oh, and I'm going to guess that's probably because it's not going to happen. Um, it sounds like if you want to see them, you have to go onto Apple TV Plus' website. 
Or you can do what I did smartly and DVR'd it last year and never cleaned it out. Also, <laughs> so it's still there. Also, all these specials are available on DVDs and they're probably pretty damn cheap. So do a quick Google, uh, find some sort of cheap place to buy them and I'm sure you'll have them forever. So there you go. Let's see what Amazon sells them for. That's not. How about <laughs> that? Okay. All right. That's it for television news. You watched a, a piece of television media. Speaking of CBS, you watched The Amazing Race. You're right. Oh, yeah. Speaking of why, if you're wondering why Peanuts is on Apple, it's because Peanuts or Apple bought the rights for Peanuts. That's why they're producing new episodes, including Stoopy in Space. Yeah, they made a deal specifically with the production company. Um, not, of course, the Charles Schultz side of the operations. They don't own the characters, but they own the distribution rights for the films. And yeah, and right, we should probably say that why this is happening for yeah. Instead of just saying this is what's happening, deal with it, suck it up. Also, no, there's a reason also for this it. is to have what is happening and deal with it. There's also the, the news here. Right. I mean, that's the news, but there's a reason for it. <laughs> Contracts behind the scenes. Yeah. Speaking of contracts and contacts behind the scenes. Yes. The Racing. Amazing Race. Racing, amazingly. Amazingly in the middle of a pandemic. Yes. Yes. Yes and no. So, it being the first season and being the first episode, or being the new season and the first episode of the new season, you kind of have to address that all these people are flying around the world in the middle of a pandemic. Yes. Well, no. Because TV says... We filmed this last year, which they always do. They always film roughly six months to a year in advance. So this is all pre-pandemic. Yes. Everything they have filmed is pre-pandemic before COVID was even a thing. So last summer. Right. It's usually when they shoot for about a month, month and a half. So it's just a race around the world in 30 days. So it's just a regular ass amazing race. Right. We have a regular ass amazing race. Um, It is still weird to watch it in a post COVID world right. where it's like, hey, you're yeah. on an airplane. Hey, you're dancing in a party. Hey, you're touching all that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're kissing. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, but yeah, it's Amazing Race. It's back. It definitely provides a good escape to, hey, remember yeah. we could do all this? Yeah. And also, remember how you can't do all this? <laughs> hey, remember Re- travel. Well, I was, I was saying mainly because puzzles are hard, and yeah. especially music puzzles are hard, and trying to stay with rhythm and beats, as that was one of their first challenges. But I did recognize one of the characters, or one of the uh, runners. Okay. Because he's a former NFL star, oh. former breast cancer uh, supporter. Wait. So much so. Hold on. What? Breast ca- cancer, like... Not a supporter of breast cancer, a supporter of things against breast cancer. His mom had breast cancer, okay. so he dyed his hair pink okay. and became known as the guy with the pink dreadlocks. Got it. And former, uh, and while I did this, he was on the Steelers, and at one point was on my fantasy team, D'Angelo Williams, mm-hmm. is a runner in The oh. Amazing Race. Big week for former football players on reality television, let me tell you. <laughs> we don't have this in the news, but media boat favorite Mark Sanchez was unmasked on The Masked Singer this week. Hey, that was last Wednesday. 
was going to say, breaking news. Yes. Um, but yeah, so anyways, Amazing Race. That's right. I forgot to put that in. But yeah, I watched, okay. uh, I watched that too. But I only watched it because Twitter spoiled it for me. I was like, oh, I have to watch this now. Twitter spoiled it to me too because I follow Mark Sanchez. So, <laughs> As you like, should. As you <laughs> Actually, you probably should. No, you shouldn't. He's he's really weird. He's like he's way more into memes than I thought he sh- he would be. But honestly, like I'm kind of pit real quick. I'm kind of pissed about it because like man, if if we knew he could sing in high school, how come he wasn't in the choir program? Like, yeah, you could have known him like I could have on a personal been, level. <laughs> he could have been in like a concert choir when I was a freshman. He was in the guitar class who was taught, which was taught by the choir director. Fun fact. Because he used to tell, brag to us all the time, like, "Oh yeah, the Mar- Mark's the Mark, our 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 quarterback, is in my guitar class, and he's really good at guitar." I'm like, I should have known he was musically talented. <laughs> well, he he was controlling a puppet, <laughs> yeah. so maybe not that much talented. Yeah. But they did throw in the hot dog reference in his little uh, bio package. <laughs> Which I thought was hilarious. Yeah, you got to. There's very when you're dealing with somebody as obscure as Mark Sanchez, you have to put in that kind of thing. Well, there was no butt fumble reference, <laughs> although that would have been more specific. Would have been really that would have given it away though. Right, but there were jets, so that was something. Yeah. Jets. <laughs> yes, flying jets in the package. I'm sorry, this was a tangent. Please tell me more about the Amazing Race. Uh, not much more than that. It's back. It's safe. It's COVID friendly. Yeah. It's pre-COVID friendly, I guess. Yeah. So Amazing Race is back, and I'm going to watch it because that is my escapism right now. It's, it remains amazing. Yes. All right, cool. Well, I didn't watch any new television um, this week. All right. uh, I did finish up the Great American Barbecue okay. show on Netflix, so that's no longer in my queue. That's good. Yeah, it was delicious. Um, I'm not quite done with uh, Kipo season three yet. We are about halfway through, but they're wrapping things up already. Um, apparently, they got the memo that this would be it because they're writing it as if this is the last season. So, okay, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, next week, next Friday, I think is Mandalorian. Even though they're showing a lot of previews for it yes. right now, I saw an ad during the World Series game last night. Oh, and I forgot to mention this in movies, but yeah. speaking of things coming out on Friday is Borat 2 on right. Amazon Prime. Yes. So that's... that is currently trending if you would like to look that up. Yes. <laughs> All right. With that, let's move on to cancellations and renewals. Why don't we? All right. What am I no longer watching? Well, first up, Fox is bringing back Last Man Standing for ninth season, but it will be its last. Uh, Again. (laughs) Again. This time for the Fox run and for its entire run, unless it gets picked up by somebody else, which I really doubt it. So yes, after nine years, uh, Last Man Standing will truly be the last man standing. Spectrum, yes, your cable provider also has original content, um, is canceling LA Finest. Not LA's Finest, but I guess just LA Finest. No, it's LA's Finest. Well, yeah, I don't know why they kept for the US. Um, after two seasons. So Yeah, this is the Jessica Alba I'm right. a Cop in LA show, which got a season one airing on Fox Regular. Uh, right, right. I remember this. 
and um, then I guess I assume they will air the season two when they have dead time to fill, but there's no season three. <laughs> yeah, guess so. Uh, the last OG on TBS, that's the Tracy Morgan show, uh, gets a fourth season. Mm-hmm. Uh, Showtime's Black Monday gets a third season. The Vow on HBO, which, oh boy, uh, that's getting mixed. I've seen mixed opinions all over the place about that thing, is getting a second season. Paramount Plus is bringing back Star Trek Discovery for a fourth season. Apple TV Plus, speaking of Peanuts characters, is bringing back Snoopy in Space for a second season. Netflix is canceled away after one season. Away with you. It's going away. And lastly, FXX, bringing back Archer for a 12th season. Apparently's been getting good ratings. So For another season. For more Archer. Yay. We have one death in the deaths column this week. Dana Barada, age 59, a writer and producer, worked on Dawson's Creek, Jessica Jones, Private Practice. That's really young. 59 is young, and those are some pretty good TV shows. Yeah, a lot of uh, good body of work there. All right, that's it for deaths. Time to toss it over to you so we can talk about some music. All right. Uh, We always start music with the billboard, and we start the billboard with the Hot 100. And your hottest song in the land right now is Mood by 24 Karat Golden, (laughs) featuring Ian Deoper. Yep. Number three is... Still don't know what that is. I still don't know what that is. <laughs> Number two is WAP, Wearing All Pants, <laughs> by Cardi B, featuring uh-huh. Megan the Stallion. Yeah. At number three is Laugh Now, Cry Later, by Drake, featuring Lil Dirk. I'd rather cry now and laugh later. Number four is playing literally everywhere. I turn on the MLB network right now and NFL network and any sporting event. I think ESPN basically owns this song at this point. (laughs) It is Blinding Lights by The Weeknd because Mm -hmm. they play it during every commercial break. (laughs) (laughs) And speaking of songs being played everywhere, if you're watching the newest Apple commercials, you've definitely heard Dynamite by BTS. Yep. That's uh, been everywhere. Uh, as for Billboard 200, your albums chart, at number one, Shoot for the Stars, Aim for the Moon by Pop Smoke. At number two, Savage Mode 2 by 21 Savage and Metro Boomin'. <laughs> at three, Legends Never Die by Juice World. Four, my turn by Luke Baby. Been a while. Back up to the top five. Been a while since we've seen Luke Baby, as well as Juice World. <laughs> yes. Back up to the top five. And lastly, at number five, rounding it up, tickets to my downfall by Machine Gun Kelly. Yeah. So, yeah, not much in the ter- in terms of new stuff this week. No, a lot of old stuff returning. But a lot of stuff resurfacing, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, if you didn't like any of those albums, we have new releases. Okay. 
first up, Karma and Desire by Actress. Songs slash instrumentals by Adrienne Lenker. Yes. She is the singer of the band Big Thief, by the way. Okay. We also have Letter to You by Bruce Springsteen. You. Yes, that Bruce Springsteen. I believe he also has a video documentary coming out with this album as well. Yes. As he did with his last album, uh, which was last year, two years ago, something like that. Something like that. Uh, We also have Visions of Bodies Being Burned by Clipping. Uh, We have I, 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 (laughs) or Three (laughs) by Fuzz. Uh Uh, Love is the King by Jeff Tweedy. Maya by John Frisconte. (laughs) Don't Shy Away by Loma. Forgotten Days by Paul Bearer. And lastly, Getting Into Knives by (laughs) The Mountain Goats. Let's get in knives. Let me some mountain goats. (laughs) All right. Uh, Let's get into some music news. And there was so much music news. Yes. So much so that it's not just one, not two, not three or four stories, but the bits. Music Uh, bits of everything. Wow. Such a bits full episode. We've had two bits so far. Uh, We'll start with, speaking of Apple. Yes. Apple launches Apple Music TV. A 24-hour music video channel on Apple devices, website, and the music app. Yes, you read that right. A 24-hour music video channel. So the emphasis is on the music TV part of this, isn't it? Right. Kind of like a channel dedicated to playing music videos 24 hours. What a weird concept. Why hasn't anybody done that before? I'll I'll just wait until they start getting into some reality competitions and hire Nick Cannon. <laughs> I'm just waiting until they pivot to video. Oh wait, they did. Anyway, wait, is yes, that what VH1 cool. is. <laughs> it's cool that they're doing this. I'm actually planning on checking this out this weekend and seeing what it is because I have an Apple TV, so I'm sure it's just probably a click away from me, and it'll be really cool if it's what I think it is, um, which is just music videos. Right, but I would hope that they would break it down into here's 80s, 90s, 2000s, rock, alternative. I don't know exactly what their schedule is right now, but what I do know is that speaking of Bruce Springsteen, one of the things they're doing is that they are going to have dedicated blocks for big big event releases like this. So they are doing a Bruce Springsteen special block sometime this week in relation to his record coming out. So yes, they will have special programming like that. So will they bring back TRL? Probably not. It doesn't look like they have any sort of interactive kind of format, no hosted segments, no VJs. Well, I just say that because you can literally request any song via YouTube. (laughs) Right, (laughs) Right, yeah. There's no reason to do that now with the internet. So TRL is kind of not necessary. That just means you have to bring up pop-up video. Yes, now that. I would watch that. Yes, bring back the people who made pop-up video and make them 
do a new show. That's yes. what I say. All right. What else is in the bits? Uh, we also have Fleetwood Mac enjoying yes. a renaissance, both rumors and dreams. We enter the top 10 after 43 years. So the album rumors and the single dreams. Uh, so this is partially uh, from a TikTok that went viral featuring the skateboarding dude with the ocean spray was listening to Fleetwood Mac and it started to spark a reinterest in the band. So did you watch this yes. TikTok video? Yes. What did you think when you watched it? <laughs> I was like, that's funny. Really? Yeah. I didn't get it. He's just vibing. I didn't get it. He's just vibing. But I didn't get it. It was just him nothing. lip syncing and then drinking ocean spray. Did we talk about this last week? I think we talked about this last there, week. There was nothing interesting about it. No, we talked about it off podcast. Oh, that's what it was. Or I don't know, because I was talking with the doctor about it because she right. showed it to me like the day it came out or the day after. I was like, He's just vibing. I don't get it. What was he supposed to, to do? Get. There's nothing What's he supposed to, get. to do. What's supposed to happen? He's just living his life. But well, we're all just living our life. With his ocean spray. But we all have ocean spray. <laughs> Don't you? Anyway, so yes, Fleetwood Mac, back on the charts. I, I didn't get it. I didn't understand <laughs> what to do. And now they're using it in TikTok commercials. There's nothing to get. There's nothing. This is why TikTok's not for me. They're not missing anything. This is why I don't TikTok. <laughs> anyway. I, I don't get it. Let's talk about the other bits. Uh, well, other bits include British Parliament to investigate streaming royalties from major music streaming services. Yes, this is part and parcel of all the cracking down they've been doing on all sorts of different companies this year. Uh, this is the next kind of target in their list, which is, hey, where's this money going? Is this truly unfair to the artists? Spoiler alert, it is. Um, so is yeah, this- Get down to it. Why is British Parliament looking into it if Spotify is based in Sweden, which is the EU? Because it runs operations in Britain, Great Britain, so it's still under their jurisdiction. You know, like if you do business there, you have an entity that is there, so okay. it still counts. All right, but yeah, their headquarters are not in. Yes, no. The UK. Yeah. Of course not. They're also looking into Apple over the, you know, App Store monopoly stuff too. And Apple's based here in the U.S. So right. that doesn't mean much. If they do business in your country, you can still sue them, is what I'm saying. So these are big business macroeconomics here? <laughs> yes. Call it that. Uh, I hope we can get that big someday. <laughs> no, I hope Speaking we- of being big and getting stuff sued, the Beastie Boys... Uh, famous for not licensing their music to anybody. Yes. Have decided to license a single song for a single ad for the single time ever. I mean, first time ever. <laughs> and it's for a Joe Biden ad. Yes. And I believe the song is Sabotage. I believe you're right. I have not seen the ad in question, but yes. I haven't seen the ad in question, but I remember reading this. And I think it is sabotage. Yeah. Uh, the ad is specifically about Joe Biden's plans for revitalizing the music industry uh, post-pandemic. That's why the Beastie Boys felt it was in their interest to support this cause, because it's a cause, of course, they believe in, uh, which is getting musicians back on their feet, funding um venues that are following. Right, I think we talked about BC Boys working with venues to get them funding 
because people can't go to concerts at yeah. said venues. So yeah, worried about them closing down. It's part of that. Um, okay. so it makes sense why they would why would they would uh, support this as opposed to previous previously never licensing their music out. All right. So we talked about Fleetwood Mac and BC Boys. Yes. What other long time band have we yes. should we rudge up then? Yeah, except this one's not as happy. Okay. Well, it's the Beach Boys, or rather, it's Mike Love as the Beach Boys. Yes, the touring Beach Boys, which yes, Mike Love has taken and wrangled into his own image. Yes, uh, Mike Love and the Beach Boys headlined a Trump fundraiser in yeah. Newport, California. Yes, right in your uh, backyard. In, in which Brian Wilson disavowed the association. Yeah, basically, Beach Boys. This made a lot of news because they're the Beach Boys, and they usually mean something. Except a lot of people don't understand: is it really the Beach Boys without Brian Wilson? And so Brian Wilson himself went out and basically made a statement saying, "Like, yeah, no, it's dumb. I don't obviously, I don't support this." Right, because people were trying to trash their Pet Sounds record, and then <laughs> everyone on Twitter was like, "No, no, no, don't oh, do it." Brian Wilson is not a part of it. You don't have to do that. <laughs> the good Beach Boy isn't part of this. <laughs> yeah, no, it's still dis- it's still really disappointing. Mike Love's just been disappointing every time he says or does anything with the Beach Boys brand. So didn't he win the name in a lawsuit? I think. Yeah. Yes, I believe he did. Yeah, so that's why he tours with the name, but is in no association with Beach yeah. Boys that you would like to think of. This was also the uh, reason why Orange County was trending on Twitter again. <laughs> it always freaks me out when I see it. I was like, oh, God, what is it this time? <laughs> oh, did you not see the parade we did? Mm, that was also involved, wasn't it? Hmm. Oh, yeah. You got stuck behind that one. Oh, yeah, I bet. Anyway. Anyways. Uh, well, oh, this belongs in TV news. Um, so is. we talked about SNL coming back, and they're being a bit, would you say, progressive with their choice their choices so far for hosting a music venues yeah they're i mean they always kind of have been but yeah like they've been making some interesting choices well they're making an even interesting choice by having adele as the snl host this week full stop because she is only hosting she is not the musical guest no the musical guest will instead be her yes her h-e-r her, her, the artist, her. Yes, Grammy winner, her. Yes. Yes. Uh, whereas Adele will only do, be doing hosting duties. And mm-hmm. assuming showing off her body and putting any rumors to rest, because that was the last thing we talked about with her. Yeah, I wasn't going to bring that up, but yes, it is. I guess we'll have to note it now that since you said that, this will be her first major public appearance in a long public time. Appearance. Um, after being like having the occasional camera shot from um, where was she somewhere in Africa for a little bit there where people were taking photos of her yeah yeah she's been all over the place but she's uh, yeah she's gonna be on TV for the first time in years right um, I remember when she basically sued or retired two years ago after winning Garden and we yeah, said like, hey you should go take up residency in Las Vegas because Britney Spears was leaving the yeah. planet Hollywood yeah, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see um, how how she's doing. I mean, we kind of have been wondering collectively, like, so is Adele okay? Is she going to make new music? Maybe she'll make an announcement here. Who knows? 
how many Grammys count as pacifiers now? <laughs> or are they grown out of their pacifier face? Also, is the next album just, is the next album called thir- 31? I think she would be on 31, right? Because it's always after her age. Right. Well, it's 24 was the last one, right? Five was the last one. Five was the last one. And it's been like five or six years. So Okay. It's either 30 or 31, I think. Never tell a woman her age. Let's <laughs> <laughs> wait. Anyway. Never tell us. Either one. All It'll right. just be 21 again. <laughs> 21. That's the name of the album. 21 two. 21 again. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Lastly in the bits. Or no, two No, no, not lastly in the bits. Uh, We also have Post Malone and Billie Eilish. Yes. As uh, the biggest winners at the Billboard Music Awards, which we didn't really note. No, we didn't. They're not a really note. Yeah, just know that those are the two big winners. And also... Um, also, broadcasters removed Vote, displayed behind Demi Lovato's performance. Yeah, this However, could be cons- uh, cons- like a conspiracy kind of thing on Twitter. About okay, but they did not remove Vote from uh, the dress. Right, on um, who, who, uh, Lizzo was wearing when, who, during yeah. her acceptance. Yes. Which also, that acceptance speech was very powerful and trending. Yeah, it just makes you wonder, it's like, why is it okay here and not okay there? It's just, it's just inconsistent. Noted, it is important to note, though, that the song that Demi Lovato was singing is a basic, ostensibly anti-Trump song. So maybe, I don't know, maybe they didn't want to compound on it, but I don't know, it's still dumb um, and confusing. Because right. what's wrong with vote? We're not saying who to vote for, it's just vote. It's an action. It's a call to action. Media Vote Podcast, by the way, uh, recommends that you vote in this election if you're a U.S. citizen. Yep. Um, I have a time set aside next Friday to go and vote. I have um, officially put my ballot in the box, so I'm all good. Which box? Because according to Orange County, it may not be an official box. A real one. Trust me. We went to a real one. It's on, we went to the one on the back of the th- the book, so we're going to the one back. the book said to go to. Yeah, the one where the book, the book tells you if you're confused, look at what your voting guide says and right. go to that place. Anyways, yep. all right, and then lastly, lastly, Ariana Grande. Yes. Uh, not just your favorite beverage at Starbucks, <laughs> but the artist has teased a new single and album due before the end of October, both possibly titled Positions? Yeah, Positions is what it seems like that the record is called and possibly the single. So she put a countdown on her website that is counting down two separate countdowns, presumably one for the single first and then for the album itself. Looks like the album has more or less been confirmed for October 30th. Which will be next Friday. I guess the song would be this Friday. Probably this Friday. So, yeah, uh, more Ariana Grande. All right. Uh, interesting to see where she comes off of day, or duetting with Lady Gaga in Chromatica. Yes, yes, after Rain on Me. Yes, uh, was also used in Apple commercials constantly. Yep. All right, listen to any new music? I did not listen to any new music because no new music has yet to catch my ear. Okay. I've been going back and listening to old albums and slowly knocking down albums I don't think count for album of the year. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm working on, too. 
It's going to be a hard one. Let me tell you. All well, right. It's going to be hard for you because you could put 10 up easily. Oh, yeah. Easily. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about video games. All right. Uh, with video games, we have new releases. Stuff coming out this week. Fresh, hot new video games. Including yeah. Transformers, colon, Battlegrounds for the PlayStation, Xbox, Switch, and PC. This will be an interesting uh, sequel to WWE Battlegrounds. <laughs> and also PlayerUnknown <laughs> Battlegrounds. <laughs> yes, insert your Battlegrounds joke here. Anyway. Uh, we also have Ghost Runner for the PlayStation, Xbox, Switch, and PC. And lastly, The Legend of Heroes, colon, Trails of Cold Steel 4 for the PlayStation. Yeah. And if you didn't play the first three, that's okay. There's a whole cinematic that can wrap you back up. <laughs> I don't know anything about these games, but they're constantly coming out. And there was the one time that I walked past a, um, oh, what's that place? Um, not a not a Pinkberry, but like some sort of like, not, yeah. a, not a frozen yogurt place. It's like a, some sort of like... Jamba juice? No. It's like, like a... GameStop? Like <laughs> no, I don't remember what it's called, but it's like some sort of like small like snack pastry sweet thing. Store. Oh, uh, milk and honey. Kind of like that. I forget what it's called, but I walked past one of those and they had characters from the Trails of Cold Steel games like plastered all over the windows of this place. And I remember thinking like, are these games bigger than I think they are? I think I know what you're talking about. It's the one in uh, the Spectrum. The Spectrum. Yeah. Where they sell Macrons. Yeah. What What is that place like? And I why think it's are they like promoting, honey something? Why are they promoting Trails of Cold Steel? Weird. <laughs> yeah. Very weird. Super anyway. weird. All right. Um, let's get into some video game news, and it's all about PlayStation this time. Yes. Big Sony Week. Oh. I don't think it's a leak anymore if it's basically confirmed at this point. I said weak, not leak. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but uh, PS4 and PS5 specifically, parties and voice chat yes. are going to get technical. Mm-hmm. So, in the PlayStation blog post outlining the key features in the 8.0 update, which took place last week, and I had to update it, and it's just fine. I don't know why people are complaining about it, but anyways, it detailed the UI changes brought in that tie together party and messages. So now, both apps use the same groups of players for party voice chats and message exchanges. What this essentially means is that instead of inviting someone to a party as you used to, you create a message group to invite someone to join your party. There was also some concern surrounding the nature of recording voice chat. With the new voice chat feature, which is set to come to the PS5, allowing players to record their voice chat in order to report another player for inappropriate behavior. This was initially some confusion about whether this would be a privacy issue when players on PS4 were seeing notifications about voice chats being recorded. Sony later addressed concerns and gave more clarification in an update to the 8.0 blog post. Quote, 
following this update, users are seeing a notification about party safety and that voice chats in parties may be recorded. Voice chat recordings for moderation is a feature that will be available on the PS5 when it launches and will enable users to record their voice chats on PS5 and submit them for moderation review. The pop-up you're seeing on PS4 right now is to let you know when you participate in chat with a PS5 user. They may submit recordings from their PS5 console to Sony International Entertainment, SIE. So there is a lot of confusion into, are they always recording so you can back it up or are they only recording say the last five minutes for you to submit that? So the answer is, of course it's always recording. That's how everything is. Like if you think that things aren't recording you, you're wrong because things are always recording you. Like- uh, Things it, are always um, talking to each other. I've been, there's been times where I've been uh, on the weekend saying, hey, what's for lunch? What should we do for lunch? Should we go out and get lunch? And then wouldn't you know it, within 10 minutes, a pop-up from my Chipotle app comes up and says, hey, yeah. are you hungry? Yeah. $1 delivery via what? Chipotle app. What do you know? <laughs> yeah, it's like, not any surprise, like, surprise here. But what it is interesting, though, is that at least they're letting you know. That's kind of nice mm -hmm. that they're saying like, hey, we're going to start basically using this as a moderation feature. And honestly, I don't think it's going to come up very often because you need to be a pretty, pretty, a pretty bad narc to want to be like, they said something here, I'm going to submit you. No one does that. No one does this. No one does this. Um, but if somebody is saying some real severe shit at you and it's real, real bad, at least this is now an option. So, seeing as the PS5 controller DualSense will come out with a microphone in the controller itself, so you can always record, and then it can always hear you. That's where people are having an issue where, if it's not on, it's still going to record my conversations in my house and send it out to someone, or is could someone potentially hack into it via Bluetooth to record something? Yeah, but... But then again, for that, I say, look into your Google Home or Alexa standing next to it and ask if it is always recording. Yeah, exactly. Um, did we talk about the hint stuff, the hint video stuff last week? I think we... We did bring it up, yes. Because okay. it so, was yeah, part so of the new UI. This was kind of all a follow-up after that kind of when we were introduced to a lot of these new features for the PlayStation 5. So. Right. It was also a follow-up or a part of the sending a message or a screenshot to someone, and it would, they would blur it out if they thought it was potentially a spoiler. Right. Right. Okay. What else uh, I don't know. I think this is good. I think a lot of people playing Call of Duty might uh, specifically, those people may view this as not, I don't want you hearing my conversations because I don't yeah. say nice things. Yeah. But then again, that goes in line with don't say bad things. You're listening to the UI or the uh, terms of service. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and you use mm -hmm. such apps. And things. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Just be nice to people, I think is the lesson. But it's here. so hard. 
hard, <laughs> says the guy who will not shut up. <laughs> exactly, who doesn't realize his mic is on. <laughs> right. Always one. Kyle Larson. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Anyways, uh, yeah, Google that joke if you did not get that. <laughs> Anyways, uh, speaking of Sony and as it moves into the PS5 era, it's got to leave some things behind. Yep. Specifically PS3 games, as Sony has sent out an email confirming that a new PlayStation Store is launching on web and mobile between now and next week. Among other changes, the update will remove the ability for players to buy PS3 games, beta games, PSP games, as well as PS4 apps, themes, and avatars on the mobile and desktop PlayStation Store. The only difference between Sony's official email and the, and the report is the dates for the update. According to the latest information from Sony, the update goes live from the 21st through the 26th, or as the email said, until the 28th. To be perfectly clear, the report from uh, Planeta Vita doesn't suggest any changes coming to the PlayStation Store on console, so you'll still be able to pick up games and content from your PS4 or PS3 directly. The overhaul only affects the PlayStation Store when accessed through a desktop or mobile device. I want to say for now. Yes. Add that to the end there because who knows what they might change in the console storefronts as well. Like, I think what we're looking at is that they are looking to phase out the older games. Right. And this goes hand in hand with everything that we've been saying about physical media being the dominant brand and things you buy digitally are only good for the life of the store that you can purchase it on. Yeah. They're not really clear about the why here. Like, it could be servers. It could be just like just not having enough room for these newer PS5 games and the old back catalog. Who knows? It could be that people aren't buying PS3 games as often anymore. That's probably certainly the case for Vita and PSP. Right. Um, also, I think most of it is being folded into PS Now, where you can play those kind of games back catalog. Right. And they may try to force people to go to that service as a subscription yeah. rather than just buying a single game outright. Right. Although at this point, anyone purchasing PS3 games via your PS4, you're kind of at a 10-year generational gap. Yeah. And at this point, are basically playing it for nostalgia or your friend bought it for you. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see, right? Like, we'll see what their future plans are about what, you know, if they do more of this removal or if they keep the catalog open. I don't know. I don't know what their plans are for this. Well, like I said, I think this this is meant to open up space for the PlayStation Now and try and get people to play that. I think you might be, yeah, I think that might be part of it for sure. Especially for back catalog, especially, and since we noted, wait, do we note last week uh, about the number of PS4 games being compatible? Uh, no, but yeah, we can mention that now. Um, is there an official like number number now? 
yes, there's official number. It is all minus 10. Right, yes, you're right. It's actually easier to say the ones that don't work. Yes, yeah. there are a total of 10 games on the PS4 that will not be compatible with the PS5. And honestly, hearing them, it's nothing you care about. Right, because a lot of the games you either didn't hear about, didn't know existed, and probably never played. <laughs> yeah. They have no sentimental value, which means most of the games that you do have and want to play PS4-wise for the PS5, you yeah. can just play them, disc or download. Of course, this doesn't mean that they'll all have boost mode and will look better on PS5. That's no guarantee. They'll just run. Right. They'll just play. Uh, but this is potentially a big move because anyone that was on the fence previously about buying a PS5 but not having enough content or games, you can now bring your entire back catalog with it. So Yes. As long as it's digital, I want to mention, if you buy that discless PS5, because you're going to have to have digital downloads, it won't be able to take your discs. There's no way to transfer your game from the disc to the digital version for the PS5 version. They don't have any sort of transfer service. Right, which is why I always opt for the disc drive version, because you can buy a disc and have it personalized, and as we just mentioned with PS3 games, those things will last forever. I still have a box of old PS3 games. Yes. Don't know what I'm going to do with them. So, but let us, let they media, are there. Media Boat Podcast PSA, Buyer Beware, is if you have a pack, back catalog of PlayStation 4 games that you want to still play, you will have to get the disc drive PS5. Yep. Um, and real briefly, in other news, there was a UI, um, not UI, but someone looked into the storage space for a PS5. Yeah. And you're not getting a full terabyte. You're never getting the full terabyte. No, I think they said it kept out about 800 gigs. It sounds about right. I think was what it was, which means two, either 700-800 of actual usable storage on the SSD. Yeah. And the other like 250 was for the computing process and UI. Yeah. Everything. So that's a, yeah. That's where like the all the hardware lives, and it's also like to run up to run up games and, and memory to run up games and stuff. Mm -hmm. So makes sense. That's usually how all these devices are. Right. Uh, but just saying that for those of you who do eventually play Black Ops, that the current um, Call of Duty game <laughs> to play everything is 250 gigabytes. Yeah, it takes a big chunk of that right away. Right. And Destiny, if you have Destiny installed, that's another hundred. Exactly, and that's basically all you're going to have storage for. <laughs> yep, pretty much. Yep. So buyer beware on size, and this, this means we may see an increase in size this generation? I think so. A five terabyte? Assets are, I mean, assets are getting bigger and bigger. I mean, games are getting bigger and bigger. I think you're going to see, yeah, they're going to need to pump up the, the options for hard drives. Or something. Right, and I think as you see people go download only, digital only, that you will see that increase. Yes. Speaking of seeing things increase, you've been playing some video games. Yes, we do. Yes. Uh, let's start with a game we neglected to talk about because we kind of neglected to play it when it came out. <laughs> I have definitely neglected <laughs> to play it. So, well, okay, so you have yet to play this game, no. even though you talked it up when it was debuted. And like, oh, this is interesting. Yeah, I, it's, I've, I've literally only been playing one video game, so... 
So you tell me about Super Mario 35. Yeah, Super Mario 35. It's single, well, multiplayer. It's online only. And it's you against 35 other Mario runners. Hmm. And I don't know if it's me or if it's just the game, but I can't get past the first level. I've heard that from a lot of people, not just you. Um, uh, I, well, I've never played Super Mario, so I don't have like a general knowledge. Be part of it. Of oh, this is how, like, it's a famous first level. Everyone knows it. Everybody uh, knows except it. if you didn't play it. <laughs> yeah, except for except for people who don't. Yeah, so I, I get past the first level, then like die on the second level, but. For the most part, it's just people trying to run that first level over and over again because every time you hit like 10 coins or something, you can send a different mushroom or attack. Yeah. Mushroom, Goomba. <laughs> yes. Enemies. You're sending enemies to other people's screens. Right. Different enemies or different blocks uh, to affect other players. Yeah. So it's kind so it works like uh, Tetris 99, but for 35 people. Yeah. It works. It's fine. I'm not going to stick with it because it's too chaotic for me, I think. Yeah. So you won't be too upset when they get rid of it on March 31st, 2021? Nope. <laughs> I will not. Good I don't thing. think there's even an option for like two-player mode on this either. Just single no, player online. No local co-op. Uh, there's not even like a connection thing like there is on Tetris 99 now where you can hook up with a friend. It's just the against whoever matchmaking mode so right that's why i use tinder for matchmaking mode to hook up (laughs) yes the ultimate the ultimate battle royale (laughs) anyway anyways what else is on the list uh a demo was on the list a demo i talked about last week we did we teased a little bit about this so you've been jamming out since some kingdom hearts music oh i have been jamming out to this hard (laughs) <laughs> and by hard, I mean like every day. Okay, all right. So there's only four tracks. If you well, there's also the two co-op tracks, but there's mainly four tracks in the single player. You should probably say what this is. This Kingdom, is okay. So yeah, this is Kingdom Hearts Melody of Memory demo demo version. Yes, and I really, really, really highly suggest. And if you're a fan of Kingdom Hearts, I plan on playing this download the demo because it is a different style of gameplay yeah also don't do what i did and play some of this on mute why would you play a rhythm game on mute because i'm playing it with my switch while the while the game is on so i don't want to disturb the game and the announcement i just want to play it on my switch as it's going you have and to- i didn't put my headphones in because i don't want to be rude i want to listen to the game you have to dedicate. But I also want to play the rhythm game as it's going. You can't do multiple things. You have to dedicate time to rhythm games. You have to dedicate. You have to do just that. All right. So <laughs> I downloaded this twice. Okay. Uh, I downloaded for the PS4 and for the Switch. I will say for the PS4, it runs smoothly. It plays like Kingdom Hearts game. And I'm saying that because I've played them all on PlayStation, that it feels normal the buttons feel correct yeah. you're able to attack and um with donald and goofy and everything and jump and it feels like a kingdom hearts game in rhythm format mm-hmm. it feels great 
That being said, I prefer it on the Switch. Okay. Because the buttons on the Switch, for some reason or another, are more responsive than that of the PlayStation? So, theory. I think what you might be experiencing here is that there might be maybe a slight calibration difference between the visuals and the sound on your television setup and your sound system setup than directly from the speakers of your Switch. Possibly. Um, but there is no way to, like with most rhythm games, there's no way to calibrate that setting oh, rats. in the demo. Yeah. Rats. That is bad. That is a bad thing because you don't want a possibility of a delay in a rhythm game because it can really screw you up. Right. But that being said, when I played it on the Switch, it played great. I like the play style. I like the gameplay. I, the only thing I don't like about it is that it's a $60 game for a rhythm game. Well, I mean, it's going to have like how many songs? Like if it 140 had, songs. Yeah, if it has 140 songs, I'd say that that's worth the price. This demo has four. Okay, so that's where I keep like, okay, maybe like kind of like shaking my brain to saying it's not a lot because it is. Um, it's 140 <laughs> songs played in two styles with three different um, difficulty levels. So it's not just 140 songs, it's 140 times two different styles. So that's 280 mm -hmm. times three different uh, gameplay. So that's 840 songs, <laughs> styles yeah, of when you play. play. That's a lot of content. Plus story mm -hmm. uh, and plus co-op. So there the you more go. you compound on that, yes, the $60 price tag is worth it. And also, your birthday's coming up. <laughs> yeah, this is a November game. <laughs> I know. You could just Somebody could say, I don't know, put some money in your Venmo account and you can use it later. That's a concept. I, I know. Uh, <laughs> that, but we will save birthday podcasts for next week. <laughs> yes. Yes, I guess so. But, uh, yeah, I'm having fun with it. Uh, I'm glad that they put in three relatively well, two memorable songs, mm -hmm. and then a third one from Birth by Sleep, which most people don't know, but gives you that feeling of, oh, this expands all the Kingdom Hearts games. Cool. And that's a really, really, really hard song in there to say, hey, you thought those were easy and moderate. Here's what you can really do, like, and the, it just kicks your it. ass. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Get, so you know what you're looking forward to. Yes. Also, I'm probably just going to get this for the Switch because the Switch's controllers mm -hmm. can be two-player. So I can single co-op it. That's true. You could without do Without having two, like, two places to control. Like, like, uh, <laughs> all by one hand like this. Which I've seen people on YouTube do it one hand like this. That's funny. And I'm like, yes. But no, I'm glad, to, I'm glad to hear that it's good. I was going to pop into this and then, yeah, I was telling you pre-pod that my Switch is full memory wise so i need to get an sd card i guess at some point but yeah i do plan on trying this out because i love rhythm games yeah it definitely plays like a good rhythm game um it is limited in that you don't get to do any items it's just straight up attacking and rhythm to the beat so i feel like it is missing out on some aspects of the game so did so you said this was a november game uh do you know the exact day 
fifteenth, I believe. Okay. A thirteenth. That's the big week for well, it's big week for everything. That's also console release week. Uh, but it's also um, big week for rhythm games because Harmonix's Fuser is the tenth, so right. back to back, back to back rhythm excitement happening. And then I'm taking that uh, Monday off for personal reasons, for PlayStation reasons. <laughs> no, for wife reasons. <laughs> oh, even better. Huh? <laughs> yeah, even better. Yep, uh, that's a one year. I see. That's right. Yeah, so I'll be spending all that time playing uh, Kingdom Hearts memory, Melody of Memory. Out <laughs> <laughs> afterwards. Anyways. Anyways. Um, so those, so that's the demo and stuff that we got to catch up on. Yeah. It's good. Now let's get to the beat of this thing. <laughs> okay. There's a new game that came out last last week that we talked about. Okay. Uh, there was a new game. Yes. By the name of Jackbox Party Pack 7. Okay, so you've picked this up already and you are playing it. I did not pick this up. Oh. I've been doing what uh, I normally do with Jackbox games is I hop on Twitch and play with other random people. Try before you buy. I like Y'all, that. I love the try before you buy. <laughs> so uh, this game has five new games into it, uh, right. part of the Party Pack. First up being Quiplash 3. Yeah. Three to eight players. Plays exactly like Quiplash. But I am missing something playing it. Okay. And that main thing is playing it with friends Mm -hmm. who I can shit on. (laughs) Yes. It's a key part of the experience. It definitely is. Because playing it with strangers, uh, the the question goes in to hit as hard as Uh Quiplash 2 did. Yeah. And I... Maybe because it's also do I don't have like automatic answers like oh if this question pops up I know what I'm putting right uh, but I think if you play it with friends and people you know it's easier to play against plus there's two modes where you can play classic actually technically there's three so you play as classic you can play with specific questions that you enter into it okay and then you can play with uh, kind of like the um, Enough about you. Uh, from the previous, uh, from number five, yeah. where it asks questions regarding uh, other people who are playing against. Okay. So it's multiple aspects. It's threefold, and I think is one of the easiest things to jump into. But I will say, it's not my best game of it. Okay. Which is surprising because I thought, oh, I'll just play Quiplash Three all the time. <laughs> not quite. All right. Because uh, there's also a game called The Devil and the Details. Okay. Also up to eight players where you play as a family of devils and have to survive the torture of human life doing other random tasks via your mobile device or whatever Jackbox device you're, you're playing on. You earn points by doing tasks, uh, but some of the tasks you can do by yourself and some of the tasks you have to do with other people. You have to do it with other people. Make sure you have a mic or other people in the room because they are verbal tasks. Uh, yeah. And that, and you kind of need to do enough with them in order to pass. And that is the one thing about this that I will say is kind of has the knock against it when playing online is that you need to have at least one or two 
verbal cues in order to complete some of the tasks. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, but I will say this about Jackbox real quickly. I kind of should have said this at the beginning, but they definitely built this thing for streaming because yeah. the delays, they've noticed delays between like people who stream and people who play. And that sometimes when they do the 10 seconds on screen, it doesn't quite correlate to what's happening on your phone. Yeah. So instead they bumped it up to 15 seconds on screen, which translates to the probably nine seconds on your phone. So you have yeah. a lot more time to get in your final answers rather than in past games, it was 10 seconds left. You really have two seconds via screen to get your answers in. That's great. They definitely adjusted for that. And it's such a great help. Good, good. Because that's been a problem. It's definitely been a problem in the past. Um, they also have a new drawing game called Champed Up, yep. where you get to draw different heroes or contenders to fight against it, and people vote on your drawing of what looks better, as in, like, the champion of trash, and then you draw, like, either, like, a bag of trash or a trashman, yeah. like, which one had the better drawing? Trash, yeah. Like, one of them was the champion of loser dads. <laughs> that's good so you had like one, one drawing was like a dad just on a couch watching TV and another guy was a dad who with the quote bubble going out for six. <laughs> oh no <laughs> yeah no this game sounds fun that sounds like a lot of fun yeah it's, it's pretty fun um, you get quite a lot a chance to um, a lot of time to draw yeah and then uh, much like the t-shirt contest you put two up there and you get to vote on one or the other. Okay, cool. And then it goes into special round where at the end, the the main champs all battle against each other in the blind category, but you also can draw a random one to sub your fighter in after after the first one to see if it can beat the champion. Cool. And it's a lot of fun, but also takes long. Yeah. But it's fun because you're mostly drawing, so it's not like you're right. waiting around for people. More fun for the people playing, less fun for the audience, I guess you could say. That's the yeah. kind of the downside of the drawing games. Right. It's not like the uh, the rap verse, where it's yeah. fun for the players and not so much for the audience. You have to wait right. two and a half, three minutes to hear the raps. Yeah. Uh, a fourth game is Talking Points, and this is one that... I'm going to put a huge caveat here that a lot of people are going to play, but it is hilarious if you do play it with people. Yeah. Only because you need to be in the room with people and you need to have a microphone if you're going to do this online. This is the quintessential... uh, uh, It's a quintessential... uh, Group project gone wrong. It's probably the best way I could put it. (laughs) Okay. As one person is speaking while another person is putting up either different slides or phrases yeah. behind them, and they have to talk regarding what is shown on the slide. Oh, that's great. And if it's text, they have to specifically say the text and how it pertains to the overall topic that they're giving at the beginning of the presentation. Oh, that sounds so much fun. That's like an improv game. I love it. Oh, I love it. It's, it's basically the best bullshitting game there is. It reminds me of the Whose Line Is It Anyway bit where they would show video behind somebody. Oh, the green, the green screen? And they would have to like, try and guess what it is. Questions. They were asked about it and figure out what was behind them. Kind of, except you're given like the topic up front. Like, yeah. 
that like the it's like how to lose weight eating only rabbit food or something. <laughs> yeah. And so you have to give a presentation of of that topic. Yeah. And then react to whatever picture or message appears on the screen as a presentation behind you. <laughs> oh, that sounds like so much fun. So it's a lot of like twisting and turning and talking about one thing and then all of a sudden like give a picture of a rocket ship and like <laughs> this is and with this diet this is you soaring <laughs> into your weight loss goal yeah something exactly. yeah <laughs> like completely random rock like picture but you have to somehow make it have it make sense to yeah. the presentation and topic line that you're given yeah it's hilarious but like i said something you'll need a mic or a discord chat with and something that works better with friends and not necessarily something that you'll play online like, let's yeah. hop onto a Jackbox game and play it with someone online, like you would with Whiplash 3. Right, right, right. Now, this last game, caveat, <laughs> only six players. Okay. Which sucks. However, probably the best thing they've come out in a long time. All right. Uh, it's called <laughs> Blather Round. Okay. Um, it's kind of like Taboo, where you're trying to get the other people to guess what it guess the topic that you're given, uh, whether it's a, a certain noun, a place, a story, a person. You're trying to get them to guess it, given only the certain fields that's available for you. So, like one of my uh, when I did it was Weird Al. Yeah. So I did quirky, zany human <laughs> odd human just quirky zany odd oh, tangy is quirky tangy odd human <laughs> as my opening line yeah and then the next one was famous for parody experience and people someone guessed weird al yeah there you go and so it popped up weird al yankovic <laughs> and so it's funny because some of the words you're trying to like it's one of those where you have to squint and tilt your head like what is it but then, like, as more people provide guesses, you can say it's similar to one of these guesses, or it's on the same vein as one of these guesses, or it's nothing like one of these guesses. Okay, cool. So, and if you're able to help out, you get bonus points yourself for helping out the uh, people getting the answer. Okay, that's cool. And it's fun, and it's fast, and it's exciting. Yeah. And I like it. It's one of my new favorite games that, to come out of this. Cool. Yeah, no, that, that one sounded really good when it was explained on the little news story that we read a couple weeks ago. Yeah, mm -hmm. this sounds like a pretty solid package of games. This is definitely a solid pack. Definitely highly suggest picking up. It is five games. Mm -hmm. um, like I said, aside from Devil in the Details and Talking Points, which you would kind of need Mike or someone in the room to talk with. Yeah. They're very solid games uh, for Jackbox 7. Cool. No, that's great. Yep. Always love new Jackbox stuff. Always good for new Jackbox, especially when it hits like this. Yeah. <laughs> All bangers. Cool. Good news. Yep. Uh, did you play Work Engine Impact then? Yeah, that's pretty much all I played. I'll just be really brief about it. We played a little co-op. Uh, yes, we played co-op together. Uh, the co-op works now. You can basically... It's really only for combat help because the other person... And they're not their world basically can't open chests. They don't level up. It's just nothing. They don't get any benefits. 
Right, and even if you're doing the host world, you cannot complete quests, you cannot start quests or missions, you right. cannot progress in any of that. It is strictly for combat and running dungeons. So yeah, so just beware that that's, it's very limited experiencing co-op. That being said, I've gotten pretty far. I've gotten, I've uh, discovered most of the second realm now. Um, I'm adventure level 25. I'm close to 26, which is when I need to need to start the next story mission. Okay. So yeah, I figured I was actually doing everything reverse of what I should have been. I was doing the side quests before I was doing the story quests when the game clearly wants you to do the opposite. Oh, no, I do that always. Though. I always do the, the side quest leading up to the story quest. That's what I was doing. But what I realized is, is every time I did that, that was the reason why I didn't have anything to do to fill the gaps to get to the next story quest. So I think what the game wants you to do is the game wants you to do all the story stuff. So that way you have actual missions to do still in order to get your adventure rank up to the next story quest. Oh, yeah. No, it wants you to do the story quest until you finish that story quest. And it says blocked you need to raise your adventure rank to do the next story thing that's what i'm saying so now i'm I'm going to reverse my approach and i'm going to have that ready for filler but i ran out of filler right now so i still have like a little like i I think i'm ahead of you in story quest then are you already adventure rank 26 i don't know what adventure rank i'm at but if you say what you're doing i think i'm because you haven't gotten to the other city yet right No, no i did now what i just said was i filled that entire map out now okay so you have access to everything yeah i have access to everything now so it's just well i think i'm ahead of you now i don't know did you get did you meet the earth spirit yes okay you saw what happened to the earth spirit then yes okay so yeah i i did that quest so yeah so yeah i'm pretty sure i'm ahead of you but probably you were ahead of me before but i played like seven hours on saturday oh yeah (laughs) It was embarrassing. I didn't realize. I did not I, do that. I didn't even realize I did it until it was over. <laughs> I was like, "Oh shit! I need to do something else." <laughs> and that's when you made room for Kingdom Hearts Melody of Memory. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. I still really am enjoying that game. It's 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 still surprising me with the amount of stuff that there is to do, and it just never. It still hasn't gotten old, which just blows my mind. Um, it is amazing how much to do for that free game. Also, the new uh, banner is up uh, for new character, Klee, uh, who is a fire character. Uh, mm-hmm. So, yeah, your, your roles now, uh, the 8 for 10 role now counts towards a possibility of getting Klee now. So right, miss- it also means that they got rid of the Venti So, yeah, character. if you miss, miss Venti, it's not like you can, can't still get Venti. It's just going to be harder to get Venti now. Mm-hmm. That's okay. I still haven't used any of it, so. Yeah, exactly. Just if you're hoarding your rolls, then just hold on. <laughs> right at this point, might as well hold on. Although I'm saying you could get you could get official roll <laughs> that bird. Just saying. I know you're saying that, but I'm also <laughs> like one of those players who will just hoard it because it's too valuable. Yeah. So yeah, no, I'm still I'm still really enjoying that game, and yes, I know for the fifth week in a row I'm going to say it. I still have yet to play Hades, but I'm going to. Did going, you buy it at least? I was going to buy it, but then um, all the um, costs from uh, my toe caught up with me, and I had to pay all my claims this week. Uh, yeah, so that ended up being $300 plus down the drain. So I was like, well, I guess I'm going to wait on video games. That's fine. Um, I did beat Hades once. 
Cool, great. Uh, but now I have to continue to beat it. Nine more uh, times. I keep going back to it um, every now and then. Yeah. But I will say, if you are going to beat it, if you are going to buy it, be prepared to die a lot. Oh, yeah, no, I know it's going to be hard. Yeah, it's one of those games where you will die constantly on it. And if you don't like that, or if you're just like, I get too frustrated easily by keep dying, then this is not the game for you. Yeah. Because I kind of reach that point every now and then, which is why I stopped playing it for like a day or two. But I go right back to it. Important to note, though, that there is an option in the menus for people who are having difficulty with the game to make it a little easier. Oh, yeah. No, I know. There is a God God mode option. So, so I just don't want to click it yet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I haven't reached my, that point yet. <laughs> yeah, so so that's why I'm not worried because I know if I really really get in the in the weeds with it, I have a way out. So yeah, it, it's towing me there. I've gone through 57 runs roughly, so I am towing that line of pressing that button. <laughs> yeah, sounds like it. I mean, I don't, there's no reason not to really. I don't know. Yeah. Each their own, but yeah, no, I'm looking forward to giving that a try. Okay. Closer and closer to decision time for best video games of the year, I feel like I need to play it. Right. We'll see. And with that, yes, we're done? With that, I think we can wrap up this uh, little longer than we expected episode of the Media Book Podcast. Well, it's because we had like video 10 game games to talk about and some of them came from one game. Exactly. <laughs> um, so thank you for joining us this week for the Media Book Podcast. We will be back next week for all sorts of more news and thoughts, so look forward to that. If you want to see us in video form, you can do so on YouTube.com. Go on there, search Media Boat Podcast, and find our channel. Like, subscribe, comment, whatever you want to do to engage with us. You can also listen to us in audio form, now in more places than ever. We're on Spotify, Media Boat Podcast. We're on Apple Podcasts, Amazon. We're on Google Play Store. Wherever you get your podcast, chances are we'll be there hanging out for you. So just search Media Boat Podcast and you'll find our archive of episodes. Uh, you can talk to Google Home or Alexa and yes. try and get them to search for Media Boat Podcast. It'll probably yes. pop up. Ask for it by name, as they say. <laughs> um, cats ask for it by name. No, that's uh, Yummix. Yes. Um, you can also you can also see us on our website mediaboatpodcast.com you can also go to social media twitter we're at mediaboatcast facebook search mediaboatpodcast find our page twitch.tv slash mediaboat where you can see us playing the occasional video game also the occasional video game archive will be on youtube as well you can lastly email us at mediaboatpodcast at gmail.com if you want to follow us on individual twitter accounts i'm at quacker drill q-u-a-c-k-e-r-d-r-i-l-l i am not two n-a-u-g-h-t then number two on pretty much everything yep and that will do it so thank it's, you for joining us we'll be back next week yep uh, pretty much there everything except if it allows me to do a player name in this that case i am someone awesome He's always someone awesome. Always someone awesome. Someone awesome. Signing off as well as Media Boat Podcast. Until next week. See you guys. This has been episode 250. 250. Thanks for sticking with us for 250 banging episodes and more to come. Yep. And more next week. Okay. Bye. Bye.